0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. I'm your host, Brian Sin. Welcome, guys. Glad to be on here today, and uh, man, the weather has been a little bit crazy, been a little cold, been a little rainy, but uh, I know we still got a bunch of guys that's been out there still catching fish, and so... Look forward to talking to them. Got a uh, man, a pretty big change in our country today. Had the inauguration, and uh, man, I just my prayer is just just that our leadership is guided in the right direction. And you know, there's always a winner. There was always a loser in elections, just like in life and sports and fishing tournaments. Man, you just you just pass all to the winner and keep rolling and that's about all you can do and, and go again next time if you got in win. so that's where i'm at on that so i'll just uh pray that god has got his hands on it and that he will lead our country and nation in the right direction anyway y'all ain't here for politics we're here for a fishing report so let's get started with our first caller bringing us the Gunnersville, tennessee river report for the week captain jim Larry. captain jim how you doing man i'm doing great how you doing I'm doing good, buddy. Appreciate you being on here today and getting this first month of the new year kicked off with the Alabama Fresh Water Fishing Report. So, so thank you. Uh, yeah. So, uh, the weather it, has been crazy and cold. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely cold. That's for sure. Well, have you been able to get out and do a lot of fishing? Yeah. We actually started the year off down on Lay Lake for the Alabama
1: Bass Trail 100. Oops. That week started out kind of warm, then uh, by tournament day, I don't think it got over 38, 39 degrees
0: the whole day. You want to talk about cold? Oh, man, yeah, it was cold that week y'all were here. I know the week you're talking about it was. It was a, it mm-hmm. was a pretty brutal week. It would, I know I know how it affects, affected the fishermen. Y'all probably so froze to death. How did it affect the fishing? It didn't, really. We slowly figured it out. Our first four days
1: was pretty much a struggle. But then we got a got a little clue, and we we ran with it, and we put a pretty good pattern together what we felt like, and ended up hooking a fish in practice. I, and you know, we practice without any hooks exposed normally, and uh, ended up hooking one I was over seven. Ugh. So it kind of made us feel good about the ones we were shaking off. Oh, man. we had pretty good turn of it for the most part. Uh, we we had to share some water with with a team that uh, he was either second or third. I wasn't quite sure where he landed. We ended up tenth. Hey, that ain't and, bad, uh, man. No, uh, I've never been there before till that tournament. But man, that that lake has so much potential. I didn't
0: realize all the
1: cover that place has.
0: The fish, it's, yeah, it's it, a meat it fishery. It, it really does, man. You know, when you when you look at that Coosa chain, you you come down and and go into Logan Martin, and then uh, into Lay Lake, and then oh, I guess it's Mitchell, Mitchell, right below it. And those three lakes are all so different. I mean, you, you look at Logan Martin, and there's no really to speak of. There's, it's not any grass. I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. you're basically catching fish on, on ledges and, and rocks, and there's a little grass up, up the river. But Ley Lake's totally different. And I guess that, though it makes sense, though, because Ley is the only one of those lakes, I guess, to that point, that they don't draw down in the wintertime. It reminded me a little bit of Gunnersville
1: on that aspect of them not messing with the water too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. And, uh, and It's a great fishery. I, I'll go back. I mean, it was interesting. I mean, I, I learned a lot. There's still a whole bunch more to learn for that lake. What we learned that little bit of time we fished there, it, it was fun. I mean, we got the we got the fish, hour fishing, and,
0: and it worked out for us. Yeah, well, and it must have been. Uh, I mean, hey, y'all must have figured out a pattern down there, right? If you came in, if you, if you finished in the top ten, that's that man for not ever going to the late before. That's very respectable. Well, my
1: hat goes off to my partner Steve Hatfield. He, people that know me know I speak highly of him. He's. If I had all the money to front him, I'd put him on the
0: tour. I'd put my money on him because he he can figure him out. But man, he's good. Well, it makes a being able to figure them lakes out is the art to what you guys do, right?
1: Yes, it it makes it easy when you can't can figure them out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a struggle. <laughs> it gets really cold really fast this time of year. Then doesn't it? <laughs> yeah,
1: weird thing. I, you know, I boat ride that morning was—I think it was—we were in the high twenties, low thirties at takeoff. I'm telling you, like I was warm. I was warm for about the first. Four hours because we caught them pretty quick when we got there, and then it slowed down, and that's when I started getting cold. It's yeah. that's, that's weird what adrenaline can do. <laughs> what
0: adrenaline can do, right? That's right. I know. It's just like deer hunting, man. You're freezing to death in a tree stand until deer show up, and then you're like, "What? I'm not cold anymore. What
1: happened?" <laughs> no, you you forget about your toes being
0: numb. <laughs> yeah, you sure <laughs> do. You sure do. What what one what weight won the thing? 18 pounds, won it and then it went to 17,
1: then it dropped a couple 16s, a few 15s, and uh, some 14s. We were at four, I think we had 14, it was low 14s. We had, I think maybe it was a little high 14s. I really don't remember.
0: Yeah, But well, they're all that's spotted good. bass. I was, that, was uh, that was my yeah, next question. We, were they all spots? We had largemouth too,
1: but they uh they got called out by the, the spots. So mm, wow, yeah, that's what we said. Like we balanced being them all just to make sure we weren't messing up after we weighed them. You know, it was definitely bye-bye mouse. Largemouth. Large mouse bit early too. That was the interesting thing. Then they, uh, then everything else was spots after that.
0: Huh. I'll be darned. Well, man, let's mm-hmm. talk about the Tennessee river and Gunnersville. What's been going, what's been going on in Gunnersville lately? Well see, I hadn't fished up
1: on Gunnersville till yesterday. It was my first time since last year on the twenty seventh I just just took a break and uh, I knew I had trips coming up the rest of this week. went out yesterday and just just went to a common area where I felt like I could get bites and I only fished for two and a half hours, and I wasn't trying to beat on anything and I had 10, 10 fish, and I probably was pushing nineteen pounds. I was like scratching my head like, man, that, something's changed since last time I fished out here. The fish are gotten bigger. Heck, yeah. So, and so I knew where I was going to take my trip today to at least start. We made one pass, and I think they caught seven, and one of them was a five, and two threes, and the rest were twos. We bounced around there after that, just hitting more areas like that, and we, we'd pick one or two off. But it really seemed like we had a lull after 10 o'clock till about, I think about 1 o'clock is when we started getting bit again. What was interesting, you know, we started out on the drop, seven to nine foot range and that's where we caught them first thing and that sun come out for a little bit so we moved shallower and we we like I said we get one here and there then like that low happened we just was not getting bit anymore so we just kind of i told him i said we got one choice we can stay out here and beat this to death or we can try something off the wall and, and these guys are from georgia They're like let's let's do whatever we went we went in the back of the creek got about two foot of water and it was forty nine degree water. It's the warmest water we found all day. And they were there, and they proceeded to catch them pretty good for the last forty five minutes of the trip. Good fish, yeah. in the afternoon as well.
2: <laughs>
1: they were they were the two and a half pounders. You know, mm-hmm. nothing giant, but they were they were knocking slack in the line. So that kind of made it fun. Oh yeah. So watching, when you watching when, them guys, as I say, watching
0: them guys get try to catch up with them. It was fun to watch. That's fun. So, first thing in the morning the fish, or, or, you know, it's a little colder, sun's not out. They're they're backed off there, six to nine foot. What were you, uh, what was your approach? What are you fishing with? We're using
1: like a, it's like a DP 10 but it's not, it's not an MR6. I can't remember what it is, but I got a bunch of them. I bought them, I actually bought them off an eBay a lot. I don't remember the name of them, but I had about five of them. They get down about that seven foot range of a flat-sided crankbait. Mm-hmm. They're just reeling them down and getting in that grass and popping it and letting it sit there and almost like a jerk bait. Then if there was one close bite, he got it pretty quick, but he never felt it. They said they just loaded up on it. I'll be doing it. And, uh, and that's kind of how I caught him yesterday. I started with a with an MR6, but I wasn't getting the bites. Then I went to that crag bait because it got down just a foot or two deeper. And, so I could see them on my graph. I could see them suspended off the grass line. So I knew I had to get down a little bit more to them. And they wouldn't touch a jerk bait. I dug that crank bait out and that's what I caught them on. And when I got home that yesterday evening, I loaded the boat up with what I had left. Cause I figured that's how we we're going to have to catch them. I wish I could remember the name. I don't think it's a real popular name. I think they were like some old crank bait. i, I have to it, get a picture. Maybe one send it to you, but it works. It did work. And it I didn't t- matter the color because one had red and one had white.
0: Just as long as you had uh, it in
1: the right depth. I think once you get it in front of them, they're going to eat it. And as the day went on, we switched over to the chatterbait style bait up for the shallower stuff. We threw a red and then we threw a white and one had white and one had red again. And it didn't really matter. If you got it in front of
0: them, they ate it. So when you're, you know, when you're, when you're fishing, you know, that six to nine foot range, get range like you were this morning, how do you decide? whether you're going to take, like, a chatterbait and fish it at that depth or a crankbait and fish it at that depth. Well, <laughs> trial and error. Just but, trial and error, what they want? Now, a,
1: lot, a lot of experience, like, like old history experience. Like, I did try chatterbait yesterday. They wouldn't touch it. I think it was going too fast for them. Mm-hmm. If you can pause something in, there, in front of them and get bit, that tells me they don't want nothing fast. They They're lethargic to a point. So with that crank, bait, you're getting
0: it down yeah. to the right depth and then you're going they're 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 going pretty slow with it, I'm assuming, after they get it down. Yeah. Yeah, they crank it down quick so they get in some kind of grass,
1: mm-hmm. then they pop it out and it just sets there. And I think they it rises a little bit. They don't stay perfectly still down, but mm-hmm. you know, and then like I said, you just see that line just take off. They've never they've never felt the first one hit it today, they said. That's it was just that's wild. Just started pulling. Yeah. It's a fun bite. It don't last long out here when it does happen, but you know you'll get some mileage out of it. Maybe a buck, as long as the weather don't get too uh,
0: inconsistent. Do the fish this time of year in Gunnersville? I mean, is it is, do they school up much, or are they just kind of spread out through the grass like you're yeah. talking about? I think
1: I think they're just a little. They're in little pods because we were fishing a flat this morning with a drop, like I said, and we'd catch one and, you know, we'd work our way down and, and we're not able to go super fast, but when we, you would run into a little pod, you catch three, four out of in that one pod and within say 10 casts, you'd have two or three fish, maybe four.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then you move down and you'd get into another one or another two. And that's kind of how it was for me yesterday too. And I mean, after I'd catch one, I'd, i kick the trolling motor on high and go down farther and check and see if they're further down, you know. And you fish a little bit and get another bite. Yeah, you know, then you kind of know they're there. You don't really want to keep beating on them because you got to use them for the clients next day. Sure. Yeah, it just. But when you when they're on, they're fighting so hard. It's like how can they be that lethargic?
0: Yeah, and still, you know? and then still fight that hard. The, the five pounder actually jumped today when he hooked it.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, it come up. It wasn't like a super high jump, but he come out of the water waller
0: that's always fun right there. Yeah, it it,
1: it was a good day. Like I, was, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't expecting to catch a five pounder. It would have been nice, but I'm glad we did. I think we're about to get into some more of those size fish because we're getting closer to the actual pre-spawn and we're going to start seeing them load up more in areas, you know, traditional pre-spawn areas.
0: hmm which, yeah, well, I was going to ask you. You know, you, and part of my question was pre spawn, and, and and when do you start seeing that? But the the other part was, you know, on a lot of lakes, you hear people talk about how the best time of the year to catch big fish on the lake is January, January, February. You know, some parts mm-hmm. of December when it's when when the water temperature's cold, and that's when you you seem to catch some bigger fish at times. On Gunnersville, what what time of year do you do you see most of big fish getting caught? I, it, I'm, I'm gonna use last year,
1: that's 2020, even though it's a bad year to refer to. But you know, we trying to forget the 2020.
0: But yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. 2020 was the first year in March. That what, March has always been my historic month. That you know, I do a thing with my pictures. It's on my website. You know, it's called Madness of March. Is what I go with. And it didn't happen. I didn't catch a fish over four pounds and the customers didn't. Now, Granted, didn't have a whole lot of trips because people were starting to cancel around that time frame because of COVID. But I still fished and it just didn't happen. But if you rewind to February, I had a few trips and I had some longtime customers that I actually fish with on my trips. I caught a tan with them. Then if you re, re, rewind farther back to 2018, I had a 10 and a half at the end of January. To me, it feels like it's shifting more to the January, February for bigger fish for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Normally, it's always been the last part of March is when I always seen the biggest fish of the year. We would catch would be then, and a lot of them. But I feel like it's shifting more. I don't know if it's because of the weather pattern we're on or. I don't who knows those.
0: it could be i mean you know you, you you don't know the uh and that's you know the good thing is that you you document all that so you kind of get a picture of what things are doing from year to year Sounds like right. you do a good job of that and your your bigger fish do they are you are you catching like the the 10 10 and a half you call are those fish that have moved up are they shallow water they actually are. Um interesting thing about the ten and a half, we had a shag kill in twenty
1: eighteen. I went seven days without a bite. Couldn't get a bite anywhere on the lake. I just got to the point where I I just gave up and I was swim jigging and my I had my email went off on my phone. I'm like, I gotta check it. So it just I stopped fishing. My lure's just laying out there and it takes off. It was a ten and a half pounder. Jeez. Yeah. Then the 10 last year, there's no joke We're my customers are probably in the neighborhood of 30 fish that, that morning off of one spot and they're like, come on, you need a fish. So I started fishing a little bit. I caught some and I threw totally the opposite way of where they're throwing. And I hooked into a big, that big fish, but I, I didn't think it was 10. I'm horsing it. And then, you know, I'm just like, yeah, just a fish. <laughs> and I lip it right in the boat. And I'm like, eh, it might go eight. And they're like, you're crazy. I'm like, it's eight pounds. So they're like, no, we're going to weigh I'm like, there, you guys weigh it. And they go, man, you need to get your eyes checked. I think it was 10.02. I think it weighed 10.04 or, uh, or something like that. That's a big fish. And I'm like, no, I had another scale on the boat. So I got that one out and I waited on that. And I'm like, huh, it's a 10 pounder. So of course, got some pictures with it. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I was horsing it. I mean, like, I didn't care if it got off at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I was like leaning
0: hard on it, and I'm
1: like, Ugh. what's your lake you record?" Know, it, our lake record here is a fourteen and a half.
0: For you, your your personal, you guiding?
2: No, my oh, personal
0: on this lake is that ten and a half.
1: Got another? I got the ten in February. Then I had a caught a ten in a no in November back in 2015. I think that's that's all I got and I I got a picture here on my wall I look at every day. Me and this customer from Japan, this was in March. We pulled up on a spot. The day before we caught I'm looking at this picture too, just in the picture, there's six fish over seven pounds we caught off of one spot. Um, so I went back to that next day with the with my customer from Japan and his second cast he catches one and it's huge. I'm like, dude, that thing's gotta be ten. So we weigh it. weighs nine twelve. I'm like, there's no way it's nine twelve. But anyways, we put it in the live well. Or cast later, he catches another one identical. And I, he, I'm like, you realize what you just did? Oh yeah, I catch big fish. Is what he kept saying. <laughs> I'm like, Dude. I said, you don't understand. I, th- I think you got two tens in there. Well, we fish around. We catch some five and six pounders, which are tiny compared to those fish. Then I catch it. I catch the one that weighs nine o nine. I'm like, this is crazy. So we were fishing around more and more and more expanding on that area. I have one short strike me at the boat and I looked just like the ones we have already caught. And I missed it. I didn't get it in. And we're looking at an epic day and he's like, Mr. Jim, I don't feel good. My, I, my blood or something. He just, he didn't feel good. He was getting too hot. He wasn't used to the heat. And this was into March and it, it was getting warm. And so we had to go take pictures. I had to get him back to the shore and, and, I had another appointment at that time. I was with legend boats and I had to get a, take my legend boat to a guy's house, see if it fit in his garage at like say three o'clock. So I had, a, I had an appointment. I knew if I went back out that day, I wasn't going to make that appointment. Right. So I didn't go out. My but goodness. Like, it's, it's crazy. Like, I mean, when you find them at pre-spawn, they're, they're grouped up like that. They're, they're all big when you find the big
0: ones. Man, how much fun is that? That's great stuff, man. So if, you know, one thing we're trying to to do and make sure that we we start doing, we were bad about not doing it in 2020, but we're going to start after every, at the end of every segment, have a a tip of the day. So Mm -hmm. if somebody is going to come up to Gunnersville in in the next couple of days, what would your tip of the day be for the Gunnersville, Tennessee River right now? I would want to. I want you to be close to deep water. That's going to be your ticket on catching fish.
1: Now, either you're going to be able to catch them on a crankbait or you might be able to catch them on a chatterbait or a rattle trap. but you just want to be close to deep water. And like I said, we are using red-colored crankbaits and white-colored crankbaits. I don't think it matters on color. I think you just have to get it in front of the fish's face, and I think you'll do good.
0: That's good stuff, man. Well, Captain Jim, we greatly appreciate it, buddy. Thank you for jumping on today. And, uh, man, stay safe out there. And, and as always, we look forward to to talking to you again soon. But before we let you go, if somebody wants to book a trip up there, learn Gunnarsville, learn how to catch these fish, what's the best way for them to contact you?
1: Yeah, phone calls are always the easiest. Uh, Number's 256-698-6593. If you're an email guy uh, go to my website Yeah, you know, we have contact form uh, the website's gunnersville com. and we have the social media platform too if you guys want to reach out to us there and it's got the same as gunnersville bass guides on facebook and twitter and instagram so i mean we're easy to find i think if you just google it i think we show up pretty much number one awesome man so, well good uh, stuff just
0: we appreciate y'all get, letting us call in, and uh, we'll look forward to doing it again. Absolutely, man. always love having you on, and uh, thank you for, for sharing uh, what you're doing on the lake. And, and guys, if you're listening, reach out and, and call Captain Jim and and uh, let him take you out. He'll, you'll learn a lot about fishing and learn a lot about the lake. So, Captain Jim, we appreciate it, man. Look forward to talking to you again soon, buddy. All right. Take care, everybody. Take care. All right, well, we appreciate that from Captain Jim Larry And, uh, man, a good report up for Gunnersville. Sounds like he's catching fish. That's the main thing. And, uh, man, loved this tip. So, if you guys are going up there, keep that in mind over the next few days. But let's start segment two. Let's go down to Eufaula and West Point Report. Let's talk to Clayton Bass. Clayton, what's going on, my friend? Oh, not much. Just getting off work, and I'm about to get ready
2: to head to Lake Okeechobee. you going to Okeechobee? Yep. Uh, we got a couple of days left to pre-practice on lake, Eval- I mean, lake Okeechobee for our first MLF tournament down there. So I'm going to get a couple of days in and see how the lake sets up and just spend a couple of days out of Florida. Have you fished that much? I haven't fished it in a couple of years, but we used to start down there every year um, in uh, either the coast Series or the Tour. But I haven't been down there in probably uh, two years to fish. We've been starting, you know got the Harris chain or Toho or somewhere like that. I ain't made the trip down Okeechobee. I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah, I,
0: I was, I was actually down not far from Okeechobee, you know, visiting my sister-in-law and her husband the other day or a few weeks ago. And, uh, man, that's always a, that's always a lake that, that I've wanted or a place that I've wanted to fish. You know, it's just grew up watching Roland Martin and those guys catch these monster fish but it's just so much of it, and it's so big. I didn't know how hard it was to fish or learn. Or
2: that is one big pond, but it fishes tiny. There's not, but certain areas those fish go back in year after year, and it's not like some lakes. You're not gonna find something by yourself down there if you're not the whole Florida saying. If you're not around a group of people, you ain't catching them, and it's true on Okeechobee. Wow,
0: good stuff. Well. Good luck when you go down there, man. And uh, that'd be that'd be fun. Look forward to hearing from you on how you did. What's going on in Eufala right now? Let's talk Eufala. How's it How's it fishing?
2: Yeah, I ran a couple trips this week, and man, I hate to say it, but it's a little bit tougher this January than it was last January. We just got these temperatures that were nothing to get stable. The water level is fluctuating a good bit. With that being said, the best bite right now is the more consistent bite is offshore, and I'm not catching any real big ones offshore. The best bite has been shallow for big fish and more fish offshore. Are you catching some pretty good fish up shallow? Yeah, when you, go, like, when you get a bite up shallow, it's the right kind. I mean, not catching – I ain't going to say you're not going to catch any smaller shallow, but you get up shallow power fishing – I mean, you get five bites, you're gonna have that twenty pound bag. Wow.
0: Well, talk to me about so. So, what are you doing? What are you? What's your approach up shallow right now? What are you fishing with?
2: I'm I'm throwing three baits right now up shallow, and four if I go on up the river a little bit. I'm swimming a jig. I'm throwing a big spinner bait. I'm throwing a chatter bait, and if I go up the river, I'm mixing in a little punching and flipping up there.
0: Good deal, man. Good deal. That's a fun way to fish. Especially if you catch
2: it big is. fish. Oh, it is. I mean, you'll, when you get bit, I mean, it's the right ones. Now, offshore, you're catching a little bit more. I'm dragging a jig on a bunch of hard spots out there, and I'm even catching some on a drop shot out there and a spoon out there in 25, 30 feet, but they're just just—they're not the right quality tournament fish. They're fun right. fish to go out there and catch, but if you're fishing in tournament, they're not the right size.
0: Right. And you're catching them there all the way out there in 25 foot of water? That's pretty 20
2: deep. 25, 30. Yeah, the last trip we went out, we caught, I pulled up on a little place, and we caught five or six, and we were sitting at 28 feet.
0: Goodness. What What time of the year, and I asked this to Captain Jim on the last segment, what time of the year do you catch the biggest fish in, in Ufala historically for your years of fishing it? When's, when's kind of your, what, what month is your hot month for big fish?
2: Big fish now, February, March. And then again, when they come off the bed and they've actually had a little bit of time to replenish a little bit and get some more meat and bellies back on them around the shad spawn, first May and June. But with that being said, in that May and June range, you catch the ones that came up early and spawned, those are going to be the ones that weigh a little bit more. You'll catch a bunch that time of year. You know, they're just coming off the hill and they'll be skinny and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden you'll set the hook on one and it was spawned early and it's just fat like a football dang
0: now you were saying before we started recording we and you were just kind of catching up a little and you were saying that they dropped the water again the other day and and obviously affected the shallow water bite
2: yeah the corpse does that on you fall uh, and you can't predict it really i had a trip wednesday and had another one friday and between my trip wednesday and my trip friday they dropped the water a total of 18 inches which I think they were preparing. We got rain that's supposed to move in today, tomorrow, I mean, this afternoon, tomorrow, and next day. Mm-hmm. So they might have been preparing for some of that. They'll, if they'll bring it down, that water could be, they'll bring it down a foot, and then a day later, it could be over full pool. That's what, just, what I was going to ask
0: you, is how long does it stay down when they take it down? Does it come back up really usually pretty quick? Obviously so. Pretty
2: quick, or it could be two days. That's the reason before every trip, I get on the phone and I check the water level just to see.
0: Mhm. Is there any particular when you're fishing shallow right now? Is there any kind of structure that you're that the fish seem to be on that you're targeting? Are you are you just looking for when you go out? You got a client with you like you did Wednesday or or Friday, and you're fishing that especially Wednesday before they dropped it. Are you looking for anything particular as far as the shallow water?
2: Wednesday was actually. I mean, it was Wednesday was pretty good. I had a little four hour trip that day. And the main key is they're spread out right now. Don't get keyed in on one thing too much because they might be on grass that morning, and then that afternoon they might be on wood. So you kind of need to keep an open mind while you're fishing. But the whole key to it right now is putting a bait in your hand that they're biting and just covering water, and, I mean, as much as you can, but cover it thoroughly enough.
0: Yeah, and that's what that's what Jim was just saying, too. He's like, you know, we're going fishing Fishing up shallow early in the morning, and the fish are moving out to, you know, 9, 10, 12 foot of water, you know, after the sun gets up, 10 o'clock in the morning a little bit. I guess it's kind of the same there. You just got to be be ready to change and do something different a little bit.
2: Now, that's you follow this time of year. I mean, you got to be willing to jump fish a little bit, but be able to kind of stick within the patterns doing it. This time, I know that they're good. The best fish right now, when you're talking about a big fish, they're living shallow on you follow. You'll go in an area one day, and it just goes back to that rain and then moving the water out like that. You'll go in one section of the lake one day, and it'll be clear. And the next day, it might be good stain to it where, you know, they'll get on up there. You just kind of got to follow that mud. And I really like this time of year, I don't like for it to be clear up there on the bank. I want it to be muddy where they're up there, and they'll be dirt shallow.
0: Dang. So you would rather have it a little stained for the shallow
2: water bike. <laughs> I would. I want it muddy. That way, it makes it where – Those deeper fish don't really have a choice. All of them will move up shallow too. Nice. I like it. Good stuff. It makes it where they're not spread out quite as much as what they are right now. When you got a little bit of stained water here, a little muddy water here, a little clear water here. I mean, you go down the river a mile and a whole different pattern will emerge just based on your water clarity.
0: So that's something to be conscious of all the time on you fall is what is the clarity of the water. So if you go out and you see that you got, Real good clear water. If I'm hearing you right, you might back off a little bit and fish some ledges. Some right. Fish. And if you see, man, the, the, the it's muddy, then then you go up shallow.
2: You get up there in the dirt with them. Like when it gets muddy on you, fall, if your bottom of your boat's not scrubbing, you ain't getting bit. <laughs>
0: That's awesome, man. That's crazy. Good stuff. Well, man, if you're going to give a, the tip of the day for the Uvala West Point segment, what would your tip of the day be and you probably already said it but i you might want to
2: repeat it just for the tip i will i mean i'll kind of go into a little bit uh right now is be versatile and pay attention to the water color and your water level those are the two most important things right now and be able to adjust on the fly based on those two things and don't get locked into one thing like if you're catching swimming the jig and you go down the river a little bit be real conscious of that watercolor if it changes at all, that pattern is going to probably deteriorate and you're going to have to do something a little different. But if you get on one thing like swimming that jig in that muddy water, try to stay in that area with that muddy water and expand on your pattern.
0: Man, that's a good tip right there. Well, Clayton, if somebody wants to come jump in the boat with you and book a trip, man, how they need to get in touch with you.
2: Yeah, they could go through the website, uh, com or either they can give me a call at 334 310. Eighty-three
0: thirty-eight. Good stuff, man. Well, as always, we appreciate it, brother. And and, and thank you for getting on. And uh, guys, if you're listening, you want to go to Ufall and have a good time with a good man and learn a lot about fishing, give Clayton a call. Uh, he you, You'll you leave there knowing the lake a lot better and, and knowing bass fishing better than when you win, I'll assure you. So Clayton, man, we appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. Be careful going to Okeechobee. I appreciate it. I look forward to talking to you next time. All right, man. See you. <laughs> all right clayton man we always appreciate him guys there again if you if you want to go fishing and, and learn a lot this guy's a wealth of knowledge on follow, so be sure and reach out to him we always appreciate him he's a big part of our show so thanks to clayton again for being on for segment three let's go up to the middle of the state on the coosa river for the coosa river segment with captain zeke captain how you doing
3: good good doing good
0: Man, I appreciate you getting on. First time caller to the show, so thank you very much.
3: Yes, sir. I appreciate it. I'm Excited to get give you all some tips by the Coosa River.
0: Man, we 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 always want to get them. And uh, so you're kind of your home lake uh, from from what I understand. I mean, you fish. I'm sure the the lakes around it as well. But you kind of main kind of mainstay is Logan Martin's. Your
3: your kind of home turf, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, Logan Martin. I have fished it ever since I could walk. Uh, my dad would always take me, and he's he's always been my number one supporter. But yeah, Logan Martin is a special place in my heart. Uh, it will for the rest of my life. Just it's taught me so much on how to fish, and I have so many memories on this on this lake in particular. But I do fish up and down the Coosa River. You know, I call Lay Lake technically my second home, but Logan has definitely have a special place in my heart.
0: Well, and that's where we keep our we keep our boat up at at Logan Martin. It's only it's not far from where I live here in Chelsea. So, twenty five minutes, we're in the water. And uh, we keep ours at Rivers Edge Marina. So I'm sure you know where that's at. There. Yes,
3: yes, sir. I know exactly where it's at. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's where we do. That's also where we do the majority of our noodling in the spring. So we uh, we a big noodling family. So me and my boys and and, oh, and their wow. friends. We, if you see some crazy guys in in May and June up on the bank come over and holler it's probably us so oh uh,
3: for sure i've never i've never done that i've had i've had a couple of friends do that i've never personally actually did y'all do it with y'all's hands or y'all do it with uh uh with the i guess they use pvc pipe maybe
0: yeah we we don't i think they just i'm i think they just outlawed the pvc pipe and really I oh kinda, wow okay i kind of hope they did it's just it's just yeah. so easy with that and and yeah. you know, with these big fish and you know, a lot of people that do that are keeping them as well. And, uh, which is fine. I, I mean, you know, it's, if, if people want to keep fish, but these are big fish that lay a lot of eggs and that's what they're in these holes doing. And that's why you catch them that time in oh. the of spring. But right. we use our hands every opportunity we can. We, we, that's kind of the thrill to it is getting bit, right? I mean, that's the reason we do right. it. It's cause you want to exactly. get bit. I mean, that's the fun but oh we've got some boxes out up there uh and and when you're fixing fishing the boxes that you know you're use using your hands and that's the fun of it but unfortunately at, at logan martin you're fishing under boat ramps the majority of the time and you know you might start with your hand to see if you can get something to bite you but but the fish right. normally wait you know they'll be they'll be further than you can reach and so we have uh we don't use the pvc pipe we we have like a bamboo cane poles basically with a with a shark hook in the in the end and we'll we'll they'll bite that and we'll pull them to the edge of the hole and then we'll take yeah. that out we'll we'll that's the scariest part fishing like that and the thing i worry about the most with my kids doing it too is when you're when you pull uh, yeah. that fish to the edge of the hole and then you run your hand down that pole toward that fish, he's still gonna bite you, and wow, yeah. and and he's already got a hook in his mouth and and that's kind of the the scary part is is getting bit by a fish that's already got a big giant hook in him and not getting hooked through your hand exactly. But then we always take the hook out and push it out of the way before we come out of the hole with it. But yeah, exactly. man, it's it's a lot of fun. So uh, I'd love I'd love to to take you with us one day. We'll we'd have would have a great yeah, time. I've
3: never done it. that would be something. Yeah, for sure. We'll, yeah, we'll, I've never done it. I I would like to
0: we we'll, well, we'll make it happen. I guarantee you, man. I will. I love it, and uh, so we'll we'll definitely make that happen in the spring for sure. But tell me about the fishing. Uh, so you've been fishing. Uh, obviously, you fish Logan Martin a lot. have you been on on Logan mainly lately, or or Lay, or some of the other lakes? Um,
3: I've actually been on Lay lately because I, I kind of this time of year. I I really like it down there, just the way it sets up. You know, it has a lot of. Uh, this not this pattern hasn't really gotten into effect yet, but Lake has a lot more grass in it, so those fish uh, they tend to stay a little bit more shallower sometimes in the winter, like right now in January. But when the, we're getting a, a heat wave coming in next week, so I definitely will be down there. But I like punching grass and I like swimming grass, so I, I've been doing that some. I spot fish a lot down there, you know, with a, with a finesse jig and throw a jerk bait down there. It, it's kind of got more bluffy style banks. On the bottom end of the lake. So, what I mean by that, you know, just those straight down, like 45 degree banks, they just set up better for the winter time. But uh, Logan Martin really is a a really great winter fishery as well. And that's where I was today. I'm actually using the Garmin Live Scope offshore, chasing bait balls around and watching fish under them or above them, throwing A rigs, the Mickey rigs, stuff, you know, maybe a jerk bait. Uh, just chasing bait. And then right now in the winter time, Lake Martin has so much bait in it, it. It's, it's really special, especially with that Garmin live scope, being able to look out in front of you and watch the bait and, you know, and watch the fish chase your bait and, and seeing how they react. And, and throughout the day, you can actually go through uh lulls and you'll know, you can, but you can see the fish still, that still there, but they're not biting your bait. And then all of a sudden they'll, it's like a light switch and they turn on and they bite everything. So it's, something really cool to see but I, I've, I've been mainly on lay lately man that that is
0: that it would be cool to see and i've never fished with the uh, with the live scope but man i can see where it would be just a huge advantage so are you are the fish in lay right now that you're catching i know they're schooled up and they're chasing chasing bait what kind of depth are they
3: it, it depends on if, if i'm largemouth fishing i'll I'll try to find a little bit warmer water, whether it be on the main river or in the creeks. And uh lately that's been in the creeks and, and I'm not talking about like a giant. I'm talking uh like a two degree difference can be just the enough for them to be on one or the other for largemouth, especially they, they, they really tend to try to find the warmer water for me, at least on lay. Um The spotted bass, they, they've been more on the main river uh, for me lately and they're, the large mouth of be in about one foot to five foot, but those spots they range from probably seven to fifteen foot. You know, kind of at medium depth. I haven't been able to really catch them super deep this year. I don't know why. I don't know because we've had you know we've had a decent amount of rain, but nothing crazy. You know, right this year. And and that, actually that's one of my favorite times to fish is when we have a big flood or something like that in the wintertime, because it really positions those big spots real well. On current breaks you know and let's see the bluff walls but uh i just been mainly fishing bluffs whether it be a jig or a, uh, or a finesse jig or a, a deeper diver jerk bait that's what i tend to throw a lot down there and that's what i've been doing down there to catch fish i actually caught one that weighed uh five five pounds nine ounces last friday it's bath. how what size again i'm sorry. it it was five and a half it was five pounds nine ounces so five and a half man that's a
0: great fish that's a great spot
3: yeah it was it was one of the biggest ones i've ever caught uh for sure i think it was the biggest one i I caught one about five or six years ago i think might have been my biggest but i didn't have a scale but this one on scale was on my handheld was five pounds nine ounces so uh, it's technically my biggest one
0: good gracious man that's a yeah that's a heck of a good fish yeah, we had a guy on how uh, that fishes Logan Martin' kind his of his home lake as well. I guess it was probably three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago. He is actually he's a, he's a freshman at Auburn this year, but he had actually won uh, the national championship high school national championship three years in a row. And he fishes up there a lot, but he was, he was doing a lot of the same thing that you're talking about. He was following, he was looking for the bait, but man, he was absolutely killing them. They were schooled up and he was absolutely killing the fish.
3: Yeah. That's T- Tucker Smith. Yeah. We're, I see him. we're good friends. actually. That's him. Yeah. His, yep. My dad's actually his uh, high school coach for the fishing team.
0: Oh, that's, that's a small world. He, had, he told me, he. I yeah, think he fun. said he had caught like 400 over the last week, last seven to ten days or yeah. something like that, just murdered them. Yeah. that's a, That yeah. young man yeah. can fish, can't he?
3: He can. He can for sure. I'm excited to see what he does in, uh, at Auburn. I've, I've, we've actually fished together. Uh, we're, we're friends, but we fished together a handful of times, and I, re- he's really good. And uh, I'm excited to see what he does at Auburn. I think he'll do well.
0: Yeah, I think he'll do well, but so mainly what you're doing right now. So if you're, when you're, when you're looking for the large mouth bite, you're fishing the shallower, what you're looking for warmer water and you're looking for shallower, yeah, you know, and you're fishing shallower water, what, what
3: bait are you throwing?
2: Yeah.
3: It depends on the day. Say we have a real high pressure, sunny day. I'm really going to try to get in the thickest grass I can find punching it just with a beaver style bait in a black and blue with, you know, i, if I had now you to talking, one way in, I'd have are to
0: you, Are you talking lay right now?
3: Lay right now, yes. Okay, sir. okay. Oh,
0: sorry. Did you say Logan? Yeah, no, go ahead. That's fine. Either, either one's fine. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, lay if I had to choose one way it'd be like an ounce and a quarter. But if I get like a real warm when I when I made mean warm, like a fifty five degree cloudy day, uh like we're about to have it looks like in the forecast here soon. Um, I would definitely be swimming a black and blue jig or a white jig, uh, just, and you have to experiment. It's different every day, uh, especially when it comes to swimming a jig and flipping. It's kind of a, really a five bite, you know, five or five to seven bite deal, you know, as far as fish, you don't catch a ton doing it, but it's, it's a good way to catch a, you know, a good fish. It's the same, same with the spotted, uh, spotted bass on the, on the lower end. You can throw, like I said, a jerk bait. So you can catch numbers doing that. You definitely catch more numbers doing the, the bluff wall deal. But I look, my number one bait down those bluff walls is definitely jerk bait. And I, I tend to catch a little bit bigger ones if I do get bit on a jig. Uh, it's the same thing, though. A, a lot of those high-pressure, sunny days and with a little bit of wind are usually the best days to do that. On a cloudy day, it tends to kind of make them roam more, um, especially if they don't have any current running. So it doesn't have – they're not they're not on positioned as well. is maybe what I'm trying to say um, on those cloudy days. But you can still catch them doing it. But uh, definitely, I think an a rig will actually be better when it's cloudy for me as well on those bluff walls.
0: No, when you're talking jerk bait, are you talking like uh, like a like a soft like a like a fluke type bait? Or are you talking more of a hard yeah. dive? And yeah, jerkbait? hard bait.
3: Yeah, I I, te- I throw a lot of the. Mega Bass Division 110s. I throw it in the LG Bone, which is a kind of a purple back with a chartreuse belly on it. And I throw the Strike King uh, jerkbait. It throws good. Uh, it's a real easy bait to work, especially if you're new to jerkbait fishing. I really like that one. And it's kind of inexpensive compared to that Mega Bass. Mega Bass is pretty expensive. The Deep Diving, I think they, I can't remember the exact name, I think it's a KVD jerkbait but it has they make a regular version like normal diver and then they make a a deep diving one with a longer bill and also that a lot of those bluff walls have a lot of uh, standing timber down them and that deeper diver jerkbait has that longer bill and actually it it helps come through that timber without hanging up as much it's kind of like a square bill almost yeah the way i look at it and i i really don't throw it because the fish you know the fish are deep too but I throw it mainly just to try to stay on Because it seems like that deeper diver one just gets through a lot better.
0: Yeah, well, and and transition back over to Logan. Are you fishing any? Are you are you fishing any shallow water there, or are you pretty much just chasing bait balls and um, bait fish there?
3: Yeah, in the morning time, I might I might start out uh, shallow. I've always had real good success in the wintertime. If you if you get out there at daylight, even if it's real, real cold, um, that first break of the sun in the morning can actually be, if you can find a bank with some sun or the, whatever the sun hits first, I'll, I'll actually start out with like a square bill, like a, I've been throwing the fritz side or you can throw a shad wrap and just base the color off of how dirty the water is. And it's actually been pretty clear lately. It's probably been about a foot to two foot, which is actually pretty clear for Logan Martin and on the main river, but it's even been more clear in the creeks, but I've been throwing, I threw a shad one today, I actually caught the biggest fish today, right before I took out to come home, I actually caught uh, a really nice spot on a on a frit side up in about two foot of water, but if you want to go for the numbers, and you can catch good ones still chasing the bait, and those those fish tend to be in the creeks 90% of the time for me that are chasing bait you know and you catch everything that's the that's the other part about it. if you're looking just to go catch fish that is a good way to do it i I, I think i caught probably 30 between hybrids and stripes today all in like the four to eight pound range that's unbelievable Uh, yeah a lot of big striper out there right now they're real fun on a spinning rod you know with like a little swim bait or the, the mickey rig uh, but a lot of times those bigger spots will hang out with those striper, you know as well um I didn't really catch any real big spots doing it today but i've had i've had some really good days where i you don't always catch a giant doing it, but you'll catch a three pounder here and there and that's a that's a good one for that technique and I've caught a couple over four but but that technique's good for just catching fish man and it and it's it's real fun once you find them Heck and it's, yeah. it's, it's it's kind of hard to explain um, where they sit as well, though. They kind of follow the creek channels a lot more, and they'll, And I, my boat was mainly sitting in 25 to 30 foot today, but I bet every fish I caught today was probably in, in between 10 to 15 foot, so they're about, you know, halfway off the bottom, and looking at them on live scope, you know, you can really tell, you know, how high they are, and uh, some days, even on cloudy days, they'll be even shallower, you know, but they're, they're not really they're not around structure so you have to kind of just keep moving around in in that creek channel wherever you're at it don't matter what creek and 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 pay attention to what the birds are doing you know there's a lot of uh seagulls diving right now and uh, a lot of times i'll tell you there's something probably going on over there
0: right Does one end of the lake seem to be better right now are you spending more time on the up in the uh more the river, or are you are you in the main lake uh, body on closer to the dam?
3: No, I've I've been focusing. Some people might not know this, but this is Red Barn down from that's about five miles from the lower end dam. So I've been on the lower end part of the lake. I spent all day down there today, and I, every year that's where most of that goes down as far as the winter time fishing for sure. And I haven't really spent much time lately even though I live about mid lake, that's where I like to fish in the springtime a lot. But if I plan on doing the wintertime deal and chasing the bait, 90% of the time I'm going to be on the lower end half of the lake for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll, when do you go, when do you start focusing or do you start focusing more on the, and, and I haven't spent a lot of time on the upper end of the lake, but I know there's a lot more grass on the upper end and things like that. Um, from what I've, from what I've seen anyway, the little I've been up there, yeah. um, exactly, yeah. is that more of a springtime when you head up that way or, or do you, um, even,
3: or do you even fool with it? No, now it really depends. Um, I grew up fishing the upper end of this lake and that's where my dad always fished. Um, so most of my experience on the lake and i like I said, I'm, I'm 23, about to be 24 years old. So I've been fishing ever since I go walk, but it depends on the current mainly for me. If I'm going to fish up there in the winter, it's going to be pretty tough most of the time for me. But if, they got, if they're generating good water, that usually will position some fish up there. But a lot of times if that water temps under, say, 50 to 51 degrees, it's it's been, today it averaged 40. It was 45 this morning and got up to about 47. And any time that water is below 50, I really like to spend most of my time on the bottom end of the lake for sure. Right. Once we get a few warm days or, you know, a couple of weeks, we get nights in the 50s, you know, high in the 60s, or I definitely start kind of turning my focus just, and I'll check it, see if if I see some fish moving up. And what I target up the lake more is just current break stuff. And mainly because the creeks are a lot, you know, you have one creek right above blue or uh, right above I 20, excuse me, blue eye. And that's really like your other main creek. then you have Broken Arrow. And those creeks are a lot more flat. they got a lot more stumps in them, so they don't suspend as well up there, for me at least. Um, I don't I don't know exactly where those fish go. Uh, I've tried it in the wintertime a lot, and I've, I've never had much success. The the deal with uh, those creeks down the lake, they're just so vast, and they have real defined cre- creek channels. So if you fish down those creek channels, you can find the bait and figure out where they're at pretty quick. But right. up there the creeks are just not as big and they're going to be on the main river. And when that, when that, when that, uh, river is real, real cold, you know, it's a lot more narrow up there. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just, it's tough fishing for me, for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And is the water still down? And when, when do they bring the water up?
3: Yes. Yeah. It's, it's really low. Actually. I think it's actually a, a few inches below winter pool right now, but they'll bring they'll start bringing the water up the first of May. So, um, we still have a good while for the water to be down, but it's really low right now. So you have to be real careful uh, navigating the lake, especially if you go on the upper end of the lake. It's good to have a good map chip for if you have electronic to make sure you're staying in the channel because it's really, really low right now.
0: Well, I need to go up there before they raise it. I keep saying I'm going to do it every year and I ha- and I never do, but I need to go just spend a day on the lake while it's down just going from boat boatland into boatland and see what's got a hole under or knots and mark them so I'll know where to come back
3: to and try to catch fish hey, <laughs> that, that this would be the time to do it for sure because it is it is real low it, we we've the really the only uh ramp on the lake on the bottom end right now you can put in that's town and country, and it's uh, for anybody that fishes uh, Logan, they know how shallow it is to get out of there. But now it's uh you gotta be real careful not to scrape bottom coming out of there right now, but uh you can you can do it it's it's no problem. But well, and that's um, a that's
0: it, a good point. And that's the reason I haven't done it in the in the past years is because I can't get my boat in the water right now where where it's stored at. Uh, they you know it's exactly they have to raise the water, and so then it's 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 pointless. So uh, what I'm saying is you may have to put me in the boat one day and we can fish, and then I can mark
3: I can mark boat landings at have. the
0: same time.
3: <laughs> There you go. I, I can take you do that for sure. I
0: I know where a lot of them are at. Heck yeah, man. Well, look, I greatly appreciate you being on Zeke, and man, I look forward to having you on as a as a as a regular guy. You know, yeah, uh, and put you that. in the mix for sure. But if somebody wants to come fishing with you, book a trip. It's obvious you know the lake really well it's obvious from talking with you that you catch fish on the lake too, whether it be Logan or, or lay. So if somebody wants to come fishing with you and book a trip, uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
3: Yeah, just uh, any social media site uh, by Facebook, just look up Zeke Gossett. You can message me there, or you can go on Instagram at ZPG fishing, which is my initials on Instagram. And you know, I have my call tab right there and you can just contact me through social media or, I'm I'm about to have a website up soon, uh, Zeke Gossip Fishing, and you can book a trip through there as well.
0: Good stuff, man. Well, one of th- one of the things we we do at the end of every segment is we we give a tip, tip of the day. So, if somebody was coming up there uh, in the next few days to fish, what would what would your tip of the day be?
3: I would definitely pay attention to the activity on top of the water, uh, and what I mean by that, I mentioned this earlier. Uh, just watching the birds, watching the the seagulls, and uh, and if you see those fish dive or fish, if you see the birds diving, I promise you, there's probably going to be something under there. I can't promise you it might be a strip, might be a bass, might be a drum, uh, but something's definitely going to be biting over there, and I'll definitely go check it out.
0: Man, that's awesome. Well, hey, I'm looking on your Instagram right now. I pulled it up real quick, and uh, man, it looks like you've been catching some big fish. That's for sure. <laughs> yes, sir. Text me some of those pictures. I'll appreciate it. That'd be great. And uh, we'll put some on the yes, put some on the, the podcast so people can view them as well. Man, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Guys, if you wanna go fishing uh and and in Logan or, or or Lay Lake and uh zeke is a guy that can put you on fish there and uh and 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 you'll learn a lot i can tell you'll learn a lot with zeke while you're on the water so uh give him a buzz and book a trip with him i don't believe you'll regret it so zeke man we appreciate it thank you for being on and yes, look sir. forward to talking to you next time yes sir
3: thanks for having me
0: absolutely man take care all right, that was a great show, guys. Thank you all for listening in this week. Good reports uh, all the way around. It sounds like people are catching fish, and, you know, it may not be the best time of the year in some of the lakes, but but people are definitely catching mm-hmm. fish right now. So that's going to be a wrap for this week's show. So please subscribe, rate, and drop us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. If you'd like us to email you the podcast, just text the word FISHING to 646 646- four nine five nine eight six seven again just text the word fishing to six four six four nine five nine eight six seven to subscribe and we'll email you the show each and every single week be sure and go on our website great days outdoors to the fishing report and drop us a review tell your friends about it we appreciate it talk to y'all next week out This episode was brought to you by Bucks Island is a family-owned and operated business since 1948. They have new pontoon boats, bass boats, bow riders, and aluminum boats for sale. Visit them at BucksIslands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And brought to you by... Southeastern Pond Management. If you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you wanna get the most out of it as possible. We all wanna manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371, or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com. And brought to you by Sun South from outdoor equipment, parts services accessories sun south has you covered on the best for less visit sun south or sunsouth.com for quality john deere equipment sun south for those that do and brought to you by fish bites ready to go when you are regardless of when you're ready to go fishing this bait stays on the hook and the fish stay on the bait check them out FishBites.com. And brought to you by Great Days Outdoors magazine. Become a better southern hunter and angler and pick up your copy today wherever fine magazines are sold or save a bundle online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And brought to you by You Do Outdoors. Check out You Do Outdoors on your app store, Google Play. It's a social media app for whatever you do outdoors. And brought to you by Brian Sand with National Land Realty. You already trust me with your fishing report, so trust me to help you find or sell that next piece of property as well. Just give me a call at 601-383-2344.